Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. so excited today i have aviance german who is the administrative consultant from buffalo new york (laughs) (laughs) welcome aviance i'm so excited to have you here girlfriend how you doing good i'm excited to be here coach Cass. oh my goodness so (laughs) aviance also has her own podcast so make sure you check out gospel love podcast on all podcast platforms so so Aviance, um, you know, let's let's get right into it. You know, we're this. nosy over here on the Coach Cash Show. So I'd love to know a little bit of, you know, your love journey. Like what has gotten you to where you are today when it comes to love? Okay. So um, I met my ex-husband in 2012. We dated for about six months, got married six months later, and got separated two years later. Dang. Yeah. Um, and the, the interesting thing is that uh, what got me here right now is the fact that I, I'm definitely not the woman I was. I, I heavenly endorse and not saying that this is the end all be all for me, but I heavenly endorse getting married in your 30s and in your 20s. Mm. <laughs> it's, um, it's, just, it's just something about knowing yourself more in your 20s and also just doing a certain work with yourself as well Mm. uh doing that hard spiritual work that you have to do on yourself is so necessary because I know at the end of a divorce a lot of people like to point fingers and say well if you would have did it if you would have said but at the end of the day when I was going through that part you know God was like I get what he did let's talk about you and I said about me what did I do and he was like, oh, no, 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 baby girl. <laughs> so doing that hard work on myself. So, um, you know, what What got me here is honestly just, I was being trained how to be married through TV shows. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I, I often call that rom-com-itis, right? So mm-hmm. it's like we watch all these wonderful romantic comedies and studies even show, you know, after you watch a rom-com or a princess movie, it's like it skews what we believe should happen in our relationships. And we have this, this unrealistic expectation of everything being roses and people throwing down jackets over puddles. My husband likes yeah. his clothes. He is not (laughs) about to throw a jacket over anybody's puddle. You know what I'm saying? So I I really do think we have unrealistic expectations. So let's talk about that. What what do you think was one of the biggest unrealistic expectations you had back then? I would say, so you know that saying, happy wife, happy life. That is... Listen, it, it's a good thing, but it's unrealistic because at the end of the day, it's two, like it's two of you trying to reach something. And I was, I was not too worried about what he wanted. Mm. You know, it was like, no, make me happy. Right. You know, be, be, be my, be my servant. Mm. Um, that's honestly, again, being taught through TV. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought a marriage was supposed to be. Right. So 
Yeah. So we got to reframe to happy spouse, happy house. (laughs) Yes. The funny thing about it, Coach Cass, is that I like everything that I found that could have worked in my marriage, it was like after divorce. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I never heard of happy spouse, happy house. Well, isn't that something? You know, it's just it's just those little things to like reprogram your mind. But it's Mm -hmm. like nobody wanted to talk about everything that they went through until after I was divorced, Coach Cass. And I hated that. I hated that because, you know, I, I... ultimately ended my marriage because of infidelity but at the same at the same time when I was going through it coach cast nobody was coming to me like oh yeah you know I've been married for 30 years but me and my husband went through it or yeah we've been married for 50 years yeah we went through it it was until after I got a divorce that all these marriages was like oh we went through that so y'all didn't want to tell me that that wasn't the end all be all y'all didn't want to tell me I could have worked through that like nobody mm-hmm. wants to say that yeah so ah, oh yeah, I didn't hear a lot of things until after my divorce. <laughs> They're just rude. Now, this is exactly why I have a community that I've built so that we could have an authentic space. But that that really is it, right? Because sometimes people don't know when it's okay to speak up. Because oftentimes when we speak up, you know, you get reprimanded, right? Like, you know, you know when sis is doing wrong and you tell sis, hey, this is how it should go. She's like, well, nobody asked you. You know, many people have gone through that. So they don't know when is okay to step in. So part of it is the permission. And then maybe even the question like, hey, have you gone through this? Is this something that you've been through? You know, and this is to everyone, you know, whether it be business, love, life, you know, it's like, sometimes you have to ask the question because I'm a relationship coach, but I don't coach all of my friends, you know? Mm right? So it's, yeah. it's just like, there's, there's a, therapists don't therapize their friends, right? So it's just like, <laughs> you know, they should be doing better. But until they say, hey, can you help me? It's like, yeah, sure. But I'm not going to impose myself on every single person that comes in my life, because that is exhausting, you know? So I, I invite you to forgive the folk, you know, I, I invite <laughs> you to release them into the atmosphere, you know, like, even though they was raggedy. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry okay. that you went through that. But the thing is that many people go through that, right? We all have unrealistic expectations based on what we've been through, based on what we've seen, based on our own dysfunctional families. And, and it really comes to studying your spouse that's that studying your partner studying the person that you want to get to know is getting to know them for who they are I think that's a huge part of success in relationships is because so often we want somebody to study us well do you know my favorite dish well do you know mine no (laughs) (laughs) not at all (laughs) you know so taking that time out so have you done any dating have you been doing any dating what's dating look like so this is what I was going to ask you, Coach Cass. Okay. So being someone who is divorced, I'm noticing that my conversations are different from people who have never been married. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my conversations are, I already know what marriage can look like and, and already know now what I do want, what I, what I do need. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it could come off like, I mean, that's a little bit too much. And I was like, uh, but should I settle? I mean, should I, I don't, settle? I don't believe in settling. So what do you think is the, the biggest thing that's coming up in terms of that's too much? What's the, what's okay. So the biggest thing is this, Coach Cass. I've noticed, Dayton, that a lot of men have been mothered. Mm. And they've been mothered to the point that they also want, and they, I don't know if they realize, but they also want a little bit of mother in their wife. I'm, I refuse. I refuse 
to mother you and to be a wife to you. Absolutely refuse. That's actually one of the one of the reasons why when it comes to in, infidelity, I tell people like it's okay, I'm gonna be authentic here. When it comes to side people, I feel like it's, it's, it's so much easier for a man or a woman to run to that side because they don't have to be a wife or a husband to you. It's certain right. conversations I have to have in this house so that we're good, that they don't have to. Right. I have to be a wife. So mm -hmm. I can't be your side piece all the time like she can. And I'm not going to be your mother like your mother can. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he said i'm not your mama i'm not your mama so the big thing that people see coach Cass, is that they say my my expectations of doing those wifely things i don't want to cook every day mm. i don't want to do that mm -hmm. but a lot of men actually expect that because that's what their mother did or they grew mm -hmm. up with it with their grandmother and that's what they want baby baby, you are a grown man. I know sometimes you definitely know how to cook. Why do mm -hmm. I have to do that all the time? So I think it's those certain traditional expectations and roles that people have that people think I'm, I'm unrealistic to not have. I don't, I don't want to be the traditional wife that cooks every day if that's what it is. I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it. Right. So I'm not your mama. I have said those words to my husband. Okay. Mm, okay. And um, the first time I said those words was in premarital. I was talking about expectations. And we went over like the role of his mom growing up. And his mom was an entrepreneur. She cooked, she cleaned, she took him to baseball practice, you know, all, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. Like she took it, all the things. When she put the plate down, she went back and picked it up. I was just like, listen, mm -hmm. sir, if I put the plate down, I'm gonna need you to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's understand so I had that conversation with him from early like look I'm not your mother your mother is amazing not talking about your mama because I ain't trying to get hurt your mother's amazing <laughs> but I am not that special right so we're going to do this together and what's so crazy is after we got married I think he made eggs or he made a fish or something and his mom was like coming to America my son works, like my son cooks, you know, it was just like this crazy thing of my son has never stepped foot Ooh, into really? a kitchen for his whole 40 years of life. And I was just like, yeah, he cook over here. Okay. We're going <laughs> to that potential. We're going yeah, to. <laughs> like, if you're going to eat, <laughs> learn this recipe right here. <laughs> Now, the thing is that he's actually really good at it because his mom is Haitian and that he would taste Ooh. the food. He would taste the food. So he knows when stuff's supposed to. So he's actually a better cook now than I am. But we kind of, you know, ebb and flow and buy, right? We yeah. ebb, we flow, we buy. And so I know for a fact that my husband, there's certain things that he does like. He does like the plate brought to him. And it's a big deal for him. Sometimes I concede, sometimes I don't you know? Um, and, and I know that's my own internal talk of why does bringing my husband a plate equate to being a servant? But then again, God calls me to be servant hearted. And if it lights him up with joy, does it cost me anything to just bring him the plate? No, it doesn't. Do I feel like it sometimes? No, I don't, you know? So do I do it every time? No, <laughs> you know? but it's, it's my own internal pride conversation that I've realized is what that all breaks down to. But he also serves me. You So it's something different if you get with someone who refuses to serve you in return. But 
if I'm here, like I've been sitting here for like seven hours, you know? So if I am here and he notices I haven't eaten, he'll find something and bring it to me and put it next to me at this desk, you know? So I appreciate it because he leads by example. Mm. So it doesn't hurt as much for me to serve. So I don't look at it as mothering. Mm -hmm. I look at it as serving. And I remember doing a Bible study and it was just talking about what if you outserved your spouse? What kind of relationship would that cause? I'm like, ooh, that'll be pretty amazing. You know, and I do see some couples in my atmosphere that do that. Like, oh, my babe likes this in the morning. So I make her tea because she likes that. Not because she expects it, but because she likes that. So if I don't do it one morning, she's not like, babe, where's my tea? You know, that's when stuff gets crazy. But it's just like, I'm doing it because I want to. So I think it's just a a shift of, instead of, I invite you, instead of saying, I'm not going to mother you, say, you know, how do we serve each other? Okay. And what does that look like? And where's my comfort level? And if I have a rub, is that rub from the person standing in front of me? Or is it from my past of how I felt? Hmm. Okay. I can definitely receive that. Yeah, because I think because we're such an individualistic country Mm -hmm. and we think we have to do everything on our own, it could seep into our relationships. So I think I think a lot we do think about what about me? What can you do for me? But I like that conversation that you pose of how can we serve each other mm-hmm. you know instead of it being all about what I can do for you right. so I, I definitely receive that I think it just it has to be a conversation yeah and yeah. some guys don't care they'd rather eat out every day you know so it's it's, it's just like it's just it just who you with okay I need cooked food every night does the cooked food have to come from my pan right <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at ordering <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> You know, and you set that right. precedent in dating, right? So you're not cooking all the time while you're dating. So ain't nothing changing. Ain't nothing, right. The problem is, is when you're trying to hook them and cook them and you're cooking every day while you're mm. dating, then get a ring, then you stop cooking. Then it's like, who did I just marry? Listen, right. I wasn't cooking before. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what magical fairy dust you're looking for, but I am the same <laughs> person I was yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right. you know, other than right. the growth, right? So- yeah. For me, um, I have a box come to the house once a week and it has six meals in it. So that's uh, three recipes with two meals each. And sometimes we cook them all together. Sometimes we cook them one at a time, but sometimes I cook all of them. Sometimes he cooks some, but it's so simple. It's like mm-hmm. the recipe and all the ingredients and you do it and it's a yummy meal. You're like, oh, because I realized that as a wife, you end up becoming the house manager. And then you just have to remember all the inventory of the things. And just one of my triggers I've come to realize, not saying it's good, is that question, babe, what's for dinner? Oof. Why I gotta know what's for dinner? Yeah. You don't know what's for dinner. Why can't we know what's for dinner? Why can't you just order something? <laughs> you know, like all this extra stuff comes to mind. I'm like, uh, why do you eat some steak? I hate that question, right? And then the back yeah. and forth. And this happens with many couples. So now what I do is I just pre-order these meals for like the next month. They show up on Monday and we cook them. And if you have a problem with it, cook something else. But this yep. is, you know, like that's it. So for me, it's just systems, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. It's systems and having the right conversation will get you in place. So I, I hope this was helpful for you in terms of just a, a slight shift in yeah. how we see this topic. Yeah, no, that was good. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy, Aviance. Hopefully, you could join us for How Busy Women Date is coming up quick. Yes, I day, heard about it. One day dating accelerator that really is focused on you as a busy professional woman. How do you date with ease and less friction? You know, yeah. so you could go to howbusywomendate.com. So, awesome. how, how can people find you? So they can find me on Instagram at uh, A-King Solutions, or they could also find me on Instagram at, um, oh, what am I? What's my personal? Is it A-King Campbell, I think? I'm not sure. Let's but just, they can just go to A-King, A-King Solutions, Solutions yeah. <laughs> and they'll be good to go. Damn. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And for those listening in, please share the episode. Keep loving, keep laughing, keep living. Bye-bye. Bye.